it's time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hey everybody and welcome. It's Chrissy and Holly from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies and this is our December bonus episode. This is a bonus episode where we talk about everything chicken, family, fun, and more chickens. We also drink still a ton of coffee, (laughs) but most importantly, we hug our chickens every day. Don't forget to hug your chicken. We wanted to let everyone know that we've set up a Patreon page. You can become a patron of our podcast so we can bring you even more high quality chicken content. We offer three tiers of membership in increments of one, three, and five dollar monthly pledges. Three and five dollar levels will get you a free monthly episode. For more information, you can check out the Patreon link in our show notes. Awesome. I think we should get started. Let's go. So what we're going to talk about for our bonus episode is an adventure that we had on November 7th of 2020. We took our first road trip. In years. That's the first road trip we've taken in years. (laughs) As podcast partners. Right. And it was kind of a mini business trip for Mm -hmm. us. And maybe just to do a little bit of getting our feet in the water with knowing some more breeders in the state of Maryland. Right. So basically what we did is we drove out to Western Maryland from where we live. It's over two hours. And we went to the Maryland Poultry Swap. And it was hosted by the Green Hill Farm. Right. They're in Sharpsburg, Maryland, which is pretty close to the Civil War battle uh, site of Antietam Creek. And it was a beautiful drive. Beautiful drive. We had a beautiful day. I mean, November 7th. It was actually hot that day. That's right, it was. I mean, we were, like, hot. Yeah. So when we drove through, though, you're driving kind of up into the foothills before you get to the mountains where this is. Right. And it was right when all the trees were changing, and it was such a beautiful drive. We talked a ton, as we We always do. (laughs) Lots of ideas for new podcast content. Oh, yeah. It It was so much fun. And we talked about all the chickens we want <laughs> because all we the, want all the chickens. All the chickens that we were going to see there. Right. And all that kind of fun stuff that we were going to do once we got there. Right. So something that we both did was wear the shoes that we don't wear in our chicken coops right. with us. Because there's so many different people there bringing in and out a bunch of poultry. We don't want to take anything home with us. Yeah, just a little extra shoes. layer of biosecurity. Yeah. So we were careful not to wear shoes or even clothes that we would use with our holding farms. the chickens there. Right. You don't want to bring something home. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got there, there were a ton. I always say a ton, but there were it was a, ton a ton of people. It was very crowded. It was, I mean, way more crowded. Now, see, I've been to this once without you. Right. A few years ago. And on the day that Joe and I went, he first of all said, never take me to something like this ever again. (laughs) That's okay, because that's what I'm here for. (laughs) In your life, I never want to go back. But it also was a Saturday morning. It was in the spring, but it was super cold and super rainy. Right. So there was hardly anything going on, hardly any people there. So when we pulled up, I was in shock. That there were so many cars there already. Yeah. It was it was very crowded. It um, was. Just a side note, I asked Pete if he wanted to go, and he didn't even answer me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll make our, our poultry swap road trips by ourselves. Oh, that's fine. There's no way they're going. No way. But so anyway, so we get there, and it's hot, but 
you know, everyone's having an awesome time. Yeah, there were a lot of vendors there. It was there were actually so many people. We had to be careful with social distancing. I felt a little like there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there. Just kind of keep your own distance, wear your mask. And we took a few, like what we did was we kind of went through once part of it. Mm -hmm. And we went around a few times to make sure that we saw everything. But there were tons. I'm talking, again, tons. Tons. Chickens. There were tons of chickens. Ducks. Turkeys. Turkeys. Rabbits. There were a lot of rabbit vendors. I cannot believe how many rabbits Mm -hmm. were there. Yeah. It, it was a lot. Now, we noticed a lot of beautiful chickens there. A lot. There were a lot of silkies. Silkies were abundant. And I saw one beautiful little coaching bantam that I wanted. I know you wanted her. She was gorgeous. She had already been sold. She was absolutely beautiful. And she she made me rethink, like, maybe a coaching bantam could be in my future, which... They're so pretty. The bantams especially, they're like big puffballs. They're beautiful. She chickens. reminded me like being in the movie, like the animated movie Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Like one of the characters. The feather duster. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, I mean, I could kind of see myself with a little, like two or three little oh, ones. Oh, sure. Where you can just, in the bottom of the coop, add another roosting bar. Right. And they have their own little setup, like right there. Sure. And... It seems like they wouldn't take up that much well, space. Well, you know I'm a complete enabler, so I would do nothing but, <laughs> hey, let's go pick out your your uh, coach and bantams. Well, in fact, I thought she was for sale. I know. And we go up to the vendor, and I'm like, okay, how much is this? She's like, I'm really sorry, I bought her. <laughs> uh-huh. She was beautiful. I mean, the model coachins are black with white spangles. Yeah. And she, just the way this... The way she was speckled, she looked like a starry night. She was so pretty. She was really, really pretty. And you had your eye on a few. Yes. I had my head turned by um, a buttercup rooster, Sicilian buttercup. I thought we were leaving with him. I was very tempted. Yes. I would have had to put him in the bachelor rooster flock, though, and... Although I thought his size, he's small. He's smaller. He would be smaller than the boys. Actually, I was worried that the boys would beat up on him. He was very small. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe he could go in there. Like, I thought at some point, you know, we were going to be getting him. But we set ourselves up. We did not put crates in the in the minivan. On purpose, because I didn't think there would be any of the breeds that I wanted there. Plus, we didn't want to have that option for right, right now. Right, right, right. I mean, if we had bought the, the coach and him, what, would I have held her on the way home? Probably. <laughs> the Buttercup Rooster, one of the reasons, and I don't even know if he'd still be available, but that breeder is not too far from us. Yeah. So, if, And that was the breeder that we spoke with for a while, and we figured out that he is actually breeding the Black Spanish. White-faced Black Spanish, right. right. So that was pretty amazing to find out that someone this close we could potentially get that chicken from. that would be fabulous he did say that he even showed one and the judge was so happy he said i haven't seen one of these chickens in years yeah i mean i think they're definitely making a comeback i, I hope mean, so it feels like it so when we saw i have to say the little coaching was my favorite but you also there were four yeah quartet it was a quartet of egyptian fayumis and you went you were like oh my god this I is checked. the best mm-hmm. kind of deal here. I think they were the best buy of the whole It was $75 for all four. For the breeding quartet. And it was three hens and a room. Yes. So that you could breed them. Yes. Yes. Now, for some reason, these sprightly little chickens have been on my radar. 
they're little. They're they're small, right? They're not quite bant. They're a little bigger than bantam size, but they're a small chicken. They're about the same size as the Sicilian buttercups. They were. And I have to tell you, I'm obsessed with the Sicilian buttercups now. <laughs> obsessed. All from this road trip. Yeah. Um, and I told Pete, I said something to Pete about breeding, and bless his heart, he didn't. He didn't say, say anything. No. <laughs> he didn't say anything. But I really, I've become obsessed with them. I think they're absolutely beautiful. The Fayumis are very similar in size. I thought they were very similar to the They butter. are. Again, bigger than a bantam. The Hamburg chicken, mm -hmm. also that same. Yeah. Not a bantam, bigger, um, small active chickens. The Fayumis are a very old breed and they come from Fayumi. Yeah. Um, which is an area of Egypt that's south of Cairo and along the River Nile. That's pretty cool. It really is. They're not one you're going to find in your local farm store. No, no. I mean, they're not considered a, an American heritage breed, but there's no doubt that these are a heritage breed of chicken. They're oh, an old yeah. breed of chicken. They are supposed to be very active, excellent foragers. I mean, that's important in chickens. Everything that we're doing, when we're researching all these different breeds, that is really important right. that they can forage for themselves. I mean, it is. It, I, I mean, mean say something, a, an emergency happened, you know, like anywhere across the country, stuff's happening. Say they. The grid went down. They were out. Yeah. They were out <laughs> for a few days, a day, and you couldn't, you know. Right. You want to know that they can get some protein in themselves. I mean, it's just a good. Path. I still would not free range these chickens unsupervised. No. But they're supposed to be very predator savvy. Well, they can fly. Oh, wow. Um, in fact, can you I, imagine though trying to get one out exactly. of a tree? I was going to say, that would be a nightmare. roost in a tree overnight because raccoons can climb in trees. They climb all the way up. Snakes climb yes. up trees. Yes. So that would be a nightmare. I mean, I think our yards would be ideal for them because they're big enough that they can run and scratch. Yeah. We have the tops of our yards for hawks. Right. So it would keep these pretty birds in. They really turned my head. I was obsessed they with did. Fayumis for several days afterwards. Still more obsessed with the buttercups. But we it, made like three trips around them. Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> I don't know. Those in the buttercup, I was like, Well, they're oh. beautiful. That silver coloring. Yeah, they were really, really, really pretty. They are very pretty. The other thing you found out is that they lay like a tinted white egg mm -hmm. and that they lay eggs pretty early. They mature early. Oh, that was fascinating. Yeah, they so mature that you're very gonna early. you're going to get eggs, I don't know if it stretches it out then, so you're going to get them longer because they start earlier or they're going to end a little earlier. But four to four and a half months versus six to, to eight, right? to eight months. Right. So that's... But that also comes on with the rooster maturing early, and apparently the roosters can start crowing as early as six weeks. That is crazy, because <laughs> my chicks old. aren't even outside at six weeks. Right, I know. So They're still very much babies at six weeks. But Can you imagine being in a brooder, and you're like, you just hear that crow, you're like, oh my goodness. The first time, now this is going back 20 years, when my sister and I got our very first chickens, the cochins were straight run, and we, I don't... I don't even know how old they were, but I had just woken up and I heard this noise. I landed, <laughs> I came out of the bed and landed on my feet. I did not know what this noise was. It was the Rooster Boys trying to learn to crow. It was so funny. <laughs> so imagine, I can't imagine a six week old like. No. <laughs> that would be crazy. crazy. They're in the house with you. Yeah. And here comes the crow. That's really funny. The other thing that we should mention with going to these things, they're really exciting to meet new people in your area yes. that are into all the same things as you. Right. If you look around, a lot of local areas all across the United States are going to have 
these going on. Poultry swaps, right. Um, poultry swaps going on. But the other thing is to be very careful when you see the poultry sure. to examine it before you bring someone home to your flock. Crest. That could bring something in. Right. And you want to go comb to toes. You want to go all over the bird. And a good vendor is going to let you do that. And a good vendor is going to be glad that you're doing that yes. because a good breeder wants their chickens to go home to a very nice home. Right. So looking at combs and waddles and make sure they're nice and pink and not pale. Looking around the beak, around the eyes to make sure there's no discharge. Make sure that when you're holding them, they're not sneezing. Right. Checking the vent to make sure that's not pasty. Or, um, or lice or yeast or anything. Or seeing on the legs. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, because you're often getting an older bird. Right. A, a, a pullet. A pullet as opposed to a chick. Right. Right. So you, they've been living in a condition for a little while. Mm -hmm. So um, you just want to make sure they're healthy. I mean, also we saw like adult turkeys, adults. Mm -hmm. So checking their health. And then like what we said when we had our episode on our podcast about rescue is quarantining before you enter. We would definitely quarantine. Even I a would. bird that looks healthy, yeah. I would definitely quarantine before I put it into my flock. Definitely. Um, I like to look for farms that have the National NPIP certification, That's National Poultry Im Improvement. It's a voluntary program where breeding flocks are regularly tested for a variety of poultry diseases. And good breeding farms often have yes. this. Um, a lot of a lot of the vendors even displayed it, a sign on their table. Yes. If they were MPIP certified. We did see some cute stuff too. Like we did see, well, we saw the beautiful white Orpingtons, which I had never seen before. Those were the biggest Orpingtons I've ever seen. And they had the they kind were of- snow white. They did. And they had the kind of feathering on them that you see in those 19th century British illustrations. Oh yeah. Where the Orpingtons look enormous. Yeah. That's exactly what those girls and look like. And this same breeder had her chicks in a in a crib which was, was so cute adorable i mean because they're babies and then to bring a crib to hold them it was just so cute we really loved that and like i said there was i was surprised at the number of vendors there there ton. were a lot of vendors i did see on the green hill farms website a couple of vendors mentioned that they would be selling pullets and grow outs because they hadn't been able to sell their chicks because of covid lockdown right. earlier in the season right so it's always good to go meet the breeders, see who's local to your area within two hours or so, so, so that if you notice, oh, I really like, a lot of people had speckled Sussex. They did. Which is my chick that I want to get. Right. So if they're close and say you're trying to get one at a hatchery online, a lot mm -hmm. of times you go and they're out. Right. Like as soon as they get them, they're, they're gone. Or you may only want two or three chicks and that's not enough to ship right. from certain hatcheries. It's just really good networking. You get to know yes. a breeder. You can maybe get on their advanced purchase list for next year. Yeah. So you can guarantee your chicks. And they did put out a, a vendor list beforehand. It was a whole spreadsheet with the contact information yes. for the vendor and what they were selling. That was very well done. So, I liked that a lot. So that you could potentially even afterwards contact them. Right. We picked up a lot of business cards too. Yes, we did. So the other thing is we also people brought their crafts. There were a yeah. lot of chicken crafts there. there. Were. Um, what we were drawn to were the pretty vintage masks. Yes. That people were making. And we did find one vendor who was local to Western Maryland who had used very old vintage from the 50s fabric that she found in her mother-in-law's attic. She made the most beautiful masks. And they were so pretty. I think at this point they're a fashion statement. 
Yes, I so would say so. If you could, when they're that pretty, they're certainly a fashion statement. Yeah, so, you know, we found that. And you did find some chicken plate. Yes. That you loved. It's a partial set of vintage chicken plates. Vintage from the 80s, which makes me laugh. Yeah. Because we were teenagers in the 80s. I know. It's crazy to me. But they're really fabulous plates with different stylized roosters painted on them. That, yeah. that was a lot of fun. It was a good buy. Yeah, so we, we saw a little of everything chicken there. They had live music. They had lots of food trucks. They did. People so you, seemed to be having a really good time. People were sitting around in the grass and eating. The only thing that was a little weary to me was there were so many people that we were just trying to keep our distance just right. to be healthy. And everything everything just seemed like a great day. We had a blast. It had to have been like almost 80 degrees. It was so warm that day. And we had jackets and sweaters and we were like, oh my God, we, we can't don't do need that. any of this. And then we just kind of took a long ride home. We took the back way home, which was really cool. Yes. And stopped and got coffee and just, you know, talked more about what we're going to do for you guys on our podcast. Right. And just had a great day. It, it really was, so was a fun. great day. It was, it was a good opportunity to bounce ideas off of each other even more. Yes. And... You know, see, enable, laugh a ton, <laughs> laugh a ton, enable each other's chicken fantasies. I do, I do fancy myself as a breeder of some rare breed. And chicken. then we got back to your house, and I got to have Ricardo crow at me yet again. Does he crow at you when he sees you? When I go up there, <laughs> but he's he. I love when he acts like he's picking up food, but he's not. That's a ve- that's very very canny rooster thing. <laughs> so he has his eye on you, and he wants to come over and check you out, but he doesn't want you to know because that would seem threatening. But he has never done anything against me ever. No, he's never even tried to charge at you. Never. No. no. So I think he likes me as much as he likes anyone. I would say so. Yes. But he always does that thing where he picks up something, looks up. He wants you to think he's not watching you. But it's so cool. It's hilarious. It's so funny. And, you know, and then we got to take care of the sheep that night. So it was a really, really good day. It was. It was a really wonderful day. I was I was thrilled to see that many people out. I mean, in normal times where we weren't trying to distance because of COVID. You wouldn't even want to see more. Exactly. Now, you know, you're kind of like, oh, but the number of people that are new to chicken, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a good number. We just, you know, we want everybody to be fully, if you're going to be in chickens, fully into chickens. So it was good to see that many people out and interested in it and wanting to do backyard chickening and backyard poultry. So if you had the opportunity again, would you buy your Bantam Cochins there? I would go to Greenheart Hill Farm because they're the breeders. She was breeding those the Cochin you liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you know what we did not mention in this, which is I did not know what you told me, was the Bantam Cochin, the Cochin Bantam, can't be sexed as a chick, basically. Right. A lot of the Bantams, it's hard to, to sex them as chicks. So you have to wait until they're a little older, mm-hmm. like past pullet even, Right. Right. Like almost a year? Uh, I'm not positive. So it's definitely several months. So yeah, so that would be getting in touch with that farm, with the Green Hill Farm. Right. And seeing what they have, because I did look them up. Because like, as you looked yours up, I definitely was looking up the Coach and Bantam yes. afterwards. So I think I would, I, I think I would go and look. Mm-hmm. And I would do all the things that we said. If I saw something that really struck me, I would make sure that chicken was completely healthy right, and be set up to quarantine the chicken when I got home. 
I did see again on the Green Hill Farm website before the uh, before the swap. I did see people would pre-purchase a bird and then just go there and pick it up. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it is because you're going to be there anyway. Right, right. And you know, we were looking, and most everything to us that we saw not from picking up or anything looked to be pretty high. Healthy. So they did, yeah. I didn't see anything. Right? I didn't see anything that caused me concern. Now we weren't. We, we didn't weren't pick closely inspecting yeah. them, but I didn't see anything that worried me health wise. No, and like I said, everybody had a great time. Mm -hmm. We had a good day on our own, and I would do it again so that we could have another day to have fun. Sure. Although I'm probably going to be dragging you at some point on another road trip to go buy some buttercup chips. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of adventures? You know, we forgot to mention what. Which we should before we go. That great barn sale that we found. That's right. After we left the poultry swap, we saw, you know, a barn sale and we drove half a mile yeah. down this gravel. And we driveway. were able to buy vintage chicken stuff there. Right, right. We wandered through, we found several vintage chicken things. We left with an adorable uh, chicken creamer. I think we even posted it I on think our that Instagram is on page. Our Instagram. Yeah. And that's what we found that day. And we got some really good pictures of us with the barn. <laughs> It was all around a really fun day. It, we had a good time. It was. We had a really good time. And now we're, we were able to finally tell you guys about it. And I'm so excited in being able to bring this bonus episode out every yes. month. So this month we're doing it for free. So everybody can kind of get a taste of what we're going to do. So please, if, if you want to subscribe monthly. Check out our Patreon page. Yeah. The link is in our show notes. We've announced this on social media and several other places. We're just, we're just going to remind you. The Coffee with the Chicken Ladies logo mugs that everyone loves so much are available on our Etsy shop. Oh yeah, our Etsy shop. Again, we have the link in the show notes. We're selling our 15 ounce. It's a big mug. It's a big mug. It's a very sturdy stoneware mug. It's dishwasher and microwave safe, so the logo won't fade on you. Because you know when you were all mostly moms or just busy women, like you get your cup of coffee and then you sit it down. Mm -hmm. It can go in the microwave to get rewarmed. Exactly. So that's a really good thing with us too. These are wonderful mugs. They've become our, these are become <laughs> our daily mugs. Oh yeah. Um, but we're selling them for the kind of low introductory price of $12 a piece plus shipping. Yep. We want everybody. And then if you go on and get them, send us pics. That's right. We want to see you with your logo mug. Yes. Well, you ready to sign off? Let's do it. Until next time, until next month, the next bonus episode, what kind of adventure will we'll, we'll be going on? Who knows? <laughs> Take care, everybody. Until next time. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to see more from us, follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. To send us comments, feedback, suggestion, or questions, email us directly, Chrissy and Holly at coffeewiththechickenladies.com. Thanks for listening.